Hello, mothlings, ghouls, and creatures of the night. You must have been attracted to our lot. You were listening to the Midnight Moth Podcast. I'm your host, Wednesday, from the band Pumpkin Guts, and this is your co-ghost, the moth ma'am, Molly Von Mothra. Hi. So, first off, I want to say happy wonderful Weirdos Day, which is a holiday that is celebrated on the ninth day of September to celebrate all the weird people in the world. So, here we are. (laughs) Yeah, so happy uh, wonderful Weirdo Day to all of you mothlings, because if you weren't a little weird, you wouldn't be here. It's very true. And, uh, I mean, some of us, including myself, are not just a little weird, but we're, like, really weird. So. <laughs> it's nice to have a day celebrating ce- celebrating that you know i feel very seen so today is our movie rewatch episode and uh we are gonna be talking about the faculty but since we're focusing on a movie today i do want to kick this episode off by talking a little bit about whatever kind of media that either one of us have been consuming lately so what tv shows or movies or music or anything like that have you been into lately molly honestly i don't know (laughs) 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 i haven't really had time to be doing much lately (laughs) yeah always that's my comfort show y'all don't come for me (laughs) i've watched it like 300 times but you know it just it hits every time i still cry I mean, clearly a lot of people are in the same boat as you. You know, that show continues to thrive and exist. And I believe it's it's won all kinds of awards and things like that. So it's okay. Lately, all I've been watching, uh, like you said, you had to call me out. It's crazy <laughs> mad me. And uh, I've actually been re-watching uh, the regular show, if any of you guys have ever heard of that or watched it. It's really good. Oh, I love regular show. That's uh, something we've been rewatching as well because um, there's some like little patches of it that I've missed, I guess. Because as I've gotten through like towards the mid, the middle of the series, I guess, and on up, I've come across a lot of episodes that I actually have never seen before. So it's been pretty, pretty fun to rewatch that. Well, it's one of those shows that I always loved it when I was younger, you know, when it was still on the air. But where it was like on cable, I never watched it from like beginning to end. I just watched it sporadically. So it's like it it's really good if you actually watch it straight through. Yeah, um, it has a little bit more of a continuous storyline than what I ever really realized, to be honest. There was something that showed up in it the other day and I'm on like season four right now. And it was something from like season one. And I was like, oh, that's nice that they kept up with that. yeah. I have been watching, and I know I told you about this the other day, but I just kind of, I want to mention this just in case. You know, I've I've said this in the show a couple of times, but I am a big cartoon person. And I don't mean like anime or anything. I mean, just like actual cartoons like regular show and Adventure Time and Courage and stuff like that. And the other day, I was super excited because I clicked on Disney Plus, and up at the top, they were, like, advertising this new cartoon that's on there called The Ghost and Molly McGee, and I I was so excited because I love that they're still continuing to make those weird shows that are in the same vein, in my opinion, as, like, Courage and Danny Phantom and, like, all of that kind of stuff, and I started watching it, and 
I love it. It's amazing. If like anybody out there listening enjoys that kind of stuff, I highly recommend it. If you have like any children in your life who are into some of those like more weird cartoons, I highly recommend that show. It is so funny. It's like essentially about this little girl. She's in middle school and like her family moves into a house that has a ghost in the attic. And instead of her being afraid of the ghost, she's just like, Oh my god, I've never met a ghost before. I love you. We're best friends now. <laughs> kind of like Casper. Yeah, but the ghost isn't friendly. He doesn't like her. He's he just Aww. keeps Yeah, he keeps trying to scare her and get them to move out and all kinds of stuff and everything he does, she's just like, Oh, nice try. <laughs> He'll grow to love her. It'll be like a Grim Adventures with Billy and Mandy. Yeah, I think so too, because he did he tried to curse her and attach himself to her to like scare her away, but it, it kind of worked in the opposite way because she's like, Oh no, I have you as my best friend forever. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to watch it. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I am in total spooky season mode already. I've been dying to like decorate my house and go to pumpkin patches and stuff, but I'm trying my best to hold off. Yeah. You don't want to do too much too fast because then you get like, you know, you get burnt out on it by the time Halloween actually rolls around and we don't want that. I don't know if I could get burnt out on it, but <laughs> <laughs> I would like uh, like fall to be in full effect so that I can really be in the mood for it and like, you know, be wearing my sweaters. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like not the same if you're going to um, do something like a fall activity and you're having to wear shorts and a tank top you know it's and it's 100 <laughs> degrees yeah it's kind of hard to get in the in the spirit of things that way but uh I feel you though I have also been doing some I'm I'm trying to like basically prep my house for Halloween like I'm trying to get the window seals cleaned out and all that kind of stuff so I can make my little displays and find my spaces where I want to hang up like my little Halloween garland and like getting my reefs out and you know all that kind of stuff so <laughs> prepping for Halloween <laughs> I'll wait I have to because if I try to wait there's things I have to do and stuff I have to move around and I don't get everything done the way that I want to so I'm like okay I'm just gonna get all these spaces the way they need to be so the decorations can just go directly on them yeah I've been like deep cleaning my house fully with the intention to just like decorate it really hard for halloween like i wanted to look like halloween threw up in my living room it's gonna be halloween town up in here <laughs> we'll have to post pictures <laughs> yes i'll post a tiktok <laughs> oh my god yes <laughs> okay so we'll get into our movie that we did uh for this month and since you know it is humanoid month and we're celebrating Molly's birthday all month long. She picked out this movie, The Faculty. We talked about it, you know, but like Molly is actually a fan of this movie. I hadn't seen it before and I didn't like it. So <laughs> I loved it. It's a cult classic. I know. I don't like anything, evidently. I don't know. <laughs> You're very critical. I am. You're a professional movie reviewer. <laughs> It's like when you go on Rotten Tomatoes and a movie has like 99% from viewer ratings and then like 20% from critic ratings. You're the critic. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I am bad about that. Like, I pick everything apart, and I'm just, I don't know. I can't help it. This movie does fit into our theme of, uh, of humanoids, and it was kind of between this movie and Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And I think uh, what I think is like really cool, and I know we'll get to it as we're talking about this movie, is that the movie ended up mentioning Invasion of the Body Snatchers multiple times throughout it. And I thought that was really cool and funny that we almost picked that movie and then the movie that we went with ended up like name dropping that movie. Yeah, I thought about that too whenever I heard her saying that because that was what we almost did. They use that a lot in this movie, like comparing it. Yeah, like it is really similar. And some of the articles that I read were talking about how that was kind of like a a meta thing, like that the movie was just trying to show that it was self-aware or whatever. Okay, guys, so we'll get right into it. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever watched The Faculty. It's an older movie. I think it came out in, what, 1998? Yeah, it was uh, released on Christmas Day in 1998. It opens up with a song by The Offspring, doesn't it? I thought that was cool. Yeah, the kids aren't all right. I was so excited. I was like, okay, maybe this movie isn't going to be the worst thing ever. (laughs) Listen, even if you hate it, you cannot deny that it has a fantastic soundtrack. It really does. I don't know why they use so many covers of Alice Cooper songs in it, though, instead of just using <laughs> Alice Cooper. I know. They didn't use the original at all. I know. But they played that song several times. Yeah, well, they use the song 18, which is originally by Alice Cooper, and they use a Creed cover of it. And then and then they use that, uh, that cover of Ghouls Out for Summer or whatever by a band called, like, Class of 99 or something like that. But um, this movie's also actually got a lot of famous faces in it. Uh, the main character is uh, Elijah Wood when yeah. he's a little baby. And then you have Josh Hartnett. And I, basically everybody who was in this movie is super well known. And I didn't even, you know, like how a lot of times I'll do those little like breakdowns of who the people are and stuff. I just really didn't even do that with this movie because these are such well-known people. I didn't see the point. John Stewart plays one of the teachers. Yeah. Salma uh, Hayek is the school nurse. Uh, Bibi uh, Newworth, who plays Lilith in Frasier and Cheers, is the principal. Yeah, so I mean, pretty much everybody in this, like you've seen them somewhere before. And you also have Usher, who is for yeah, some Usher. Reason- yeah, like, he's for some reason on the cover of this movie, which I assume was just to help sell it, but, like, he is not even a main character. And no, I mean, he's in it. Like, he shows up a few times, but he don't, like, do much. Honestly, the best thing that he did to me was uh, all the, like, insults in this movie are absolutely hilarious. They were in the locker room, and he pushes Elijah Wood into a locker and calls him an anal probe. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> And then also you have got Josh Hartnett in this movie, which was like the teen heartthrob of the 90s, but they made him look like a doofus in this film. They gave him like the worst haircut I've ever seen on anybody, probably. So I'm going to go ahead before, because we keep giving away little parts of this movie. I'm going to go ahead and give you guys like the um, film synopsis. So you kind of know what's going on. Go for it. Okay, so this is from Google. 
to the students at Harrington High, the principal and her posse of teachers have always been a little odd, but lately they've been behaving positively alien. <laughs> Trolled by otherworldly parasites, the faculty try to infect students one by one. Cheerleader Delilah, football player Stan, drug dealer Zeke, and new girl Mary Beth team up some of their other classmates to fight back against the invaders. <laughs> they team up with some of their other classmates. <laughs> They team up with other people and they do some stuff. No, like, so the thing with, like, Usher, though, they put Usher on the cover of this movie and they made it unbalanced between the amount of males and females on the cover. And I also felt like they should have put Mary Beth, I forget her real name, but the new girl, I think they should have put her on the cover because the fact that they didn't, in my opinion, gives away something about this movie. Yeah, and I noticed, like, re-watching it, that they do a lot of, like, foreshadowing and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. I, one of my favorite things, of, and I think I wrote this down for when we actually get to it, but, like, one of my favorite, favorite things that happened is, like, Casey, Elijah Wood's character, where he's like, uh, I don't think you should run unless you're being chased, and then... He spends, like, most of the rest of the movie being chased by something. And I swear, I don't know if he was doing this for character or if Elijah Wood just cannot run, but he has the funniest run I've ever seen in my life. Yes, I agree. So, as we said earlier, this movie was released on Christmas Day in 1998, and it made $63.2 in the box office, so it did really well. It took a, a while for them to actually get this movie pushed through to become a, like, you know, to get it into production and stuff. They had to do several rewrites on the script because the original story didn't have an, as the producers put it, the characters weren't hip enough. So, mm-hmm. which I'm just like, how old was this person? Our main characters uh, that we follow the students anyway we'll talk about like the teachers and stuff like that too but mostly you're following like this group of students so you have stokely which is like your stereotypical like edgelord goth girl zeke who has the worst haircut that i've ever seen in my life <laughs> uh and he's the drug dealer you know what he, who he made me think of he made me think of like jim carrey from dumb and dumber oh my god yeah with, with the that- way it's awful like why would they do that to him yeah i don't know like i i mean i understand i guess you're not necessarily supposed to like him maybe but like also they kind of tried to make him this like tough cool guy sort of person so i'm like why why would he be he himself is not on drugs he just deals them so why would he be running around looking like that his hair was almost like the baby version of like what turned into like seen hair like in 2006. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it was all- like a bowl cut in the front and then it's kind of spiked just straight out in the back. Yeah, but like not even all of it, just like some little pieces, like almost like he had a hat on and took it off. Like, yeah, or like I don't know, had a really bad cowlick. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. Yeah, I don't know what that was. <laughs> and then you have Casey, which is just a scrawny little nerdy guy who's played by Elijah Wood. Stan, he's the football player. The He's the captain of the football team. 
Yeah, he's like the stereotypical jock. Uh, Delilah, who is his girlfriend in the beginning of the movie, and she's the head cheerleader. And the head of and the paper. Yeah, and for some reason runs the school paper with Casey. Oh, and Mary Beth, which is the uh, little Southern Belle who transferred from Atlanta, Georgia. This movie, it, it's set in Ohio in a fictional town called Harrington. They actually filmed it in Texas and like several places in Texas. Something else I just, like these, there's two things I just wanted to mention real quick before we dive into this opening scene and all that stuff tommy hilfiger provided all the clothing for this movie in exchange for all the actors being in an ad campaign for them and you can look up pictures of this ad campaign and it's kind of funny that's really interesting yeah and then also uh, the movie was originally called the feelers yeah i really thought that was kind of funny though because all i could think about was like moth antennas well, I mean, technically, that's kind of what they have is, like, weird little antennas that come out. But, like, <laughs> I don't think it would have sold as well. No. The feelers. <laughs> that opening scene, you have the, like, like we were saying earlier, the offspring playing, the kids aren't all right, that song. And then they're showing football practice. And that coach is ridiculous. He is so harsh. And I realize they cast the person who played in Terminator to be him, but, like, I don't feel like they needed to make his character. Everybody in this movie is so extreme, in my opinion. Yeah, they're super dramatic. So it opens up, and you're at football practice. The coach's name is Coach Willis, and he's just being, like, super harsh on the kids and stuff. Yeah, and calling them really obscene names and stuff, like, Things that a high school coach would get fired for doing, honestly. In the real world, you would think. Yeah. Like, just the end of that practice, they, there's someone who approaches the coach and you don't see who it is. Because that is important. Because that's when he gets infected, but, like, you don't know that yet. You just assume, I guess. Because he starts acting a lot different after that happens. Yeah. Like, way different. Because, like, I, I think it only showed that part to show what kind of personality he had before he got infected. Right, and I think that's a lot of why they also gave all these characters such extreme attitudes and stuff, too, is so you could easily tell when they become infected. Yeah, because they had, like, a total, like, personality switch from how they normally were. Yeah. So then after that, it cuts to the staff meeting, and they're discussing, like, budget cuts and stuff like that, and uh, pretty much just talking about how, like, the football team was getting all the money because that was, like, the school's pride and joy. Yeah. And everybody's, like, really, like, you know, mad about it and whatever. And Mrs. Burke, who is the... Wait, is that Mrs. Burke? Is that the principal? Man is the principal, isn't he? No, that woman is... No, he's, like, the um, history teacher or whatever. Yeah, Mrs. Drake. Yeah, Mrs. Burke. Or Mrs. Drake is the... God bless. Mrs. Drake is the principal. Mrs. Burke is just one of the other teachers. I think she's like the English teacher. She's that really like (laughs) quiet lady. Like I hate I hate the way they made her personality. I I hate everything about her story arc. I'm just gonna say that. And it's really annoying because I love English teachers normally, but not that lady. Yeah, they just like, they made her really quiet and mousy and stuff like that. And then after she ends up getting infected, she's like super obnoxious and 
mean. So after that, like everybody's like leaving the teacher's lounge and stuff. And the only person that's left in there, obviously it's like after hours and stuff when this is going on is uh Mrs. Drake. And she's in there like, I don't know, cleaning up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And coach Willis sneaks up behind her and scares her. Start telling like, her she looks beautiful. Yeah. He's like, you look really pretty. And she's <laughs> like, that's weird because like he's mean yeah (laughs) she's just like um okay thank you and then uh she like starts accusing him of being drunk and stuff yeah and then he tells her that he came in there because he needed a pencil and it's like why (laughs) why would you need a pencil (laughs) it's like 5 p.m on a school day also that guy is such a moron i'd be surprised if he even knows how to write (laughs) (laughs) and he just like keeps telling her that she's pretty well, and then she finally gives him a, the pencil, and he stabs her with it through her hand. Yeah, and it's really gruesome. Like, obviously, I'm going to say this again, and I feel like I'm just kind of um, repeating myself at this point. The special effects in this movie are great, but they're always good in these horror movies. Even if the acting is horrible and the movie itself is horrible, it seems like it never fails that the special effects are fantastic. <laughs> Right. You know, normally I've got some information about that kind of stuff, but I couldn't, I I don't know. I guess it's just something about this movie. I could not hardly find the inf- the kind of information I normally do. Like I couldn't find behind the scenes stuff. I couldn't find anything about the, how they made the special effects or who did them or anything like that. So I don't know. I'm assuming. It was all real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some of- I think some of it was definitely like practical special effects, but I would say that the majority of it, just because of how stuff looks, I think was CGI. I think it would have had to have been. Very early CGI, but for it being 1998, I feel like it still held up. Yeah, definitely. So after he like stabs her in the hand with a pencil, he like turns around and like locks the door. I think after that, doesn't she like get in a fight with him and stuff and manage to get out into the hallway? Well, she, yeah, like, she gets around him, and she runs down through the hallway, and there's, like, a big chain padlocked the, the front doors together, and Miss Olsen, who, I'm not sure what teacher she is, I don't think you ever actually see her in her class, she's still standing outside the door, and so Miss Drake is, like, asking her to help her, and she tells her she doesn't have her keys either, so she can't let her out. And so Miss Drake has to turn around and try to run back to find her own keys in that office, you know, with Willis in there. She ends up finding her keys and she uh, gets out and she like shuts the door behind her or whatever. Willis is like coming at her with like a pair of scissors. Yeah. And uh, he drops the scissors in the floor and she like takes her foot, you know, knocks them towards her and Mrs. Olsen. Mm-hmm. and uh like padlocks that door back and locks him in and you think she's safe and then mrs olsen starts like brutally stabbing her with the scissors so yeah. she's been infected too right and both uh, when mr or coach wilson stabs uh her through the hand he says i've always wanted to do that and then when miss olsen stabs her she also says i've always wanted to do that so it's like I guess it's just kind of another one of those little things to like, like to me, I think that's like a foreshadowing sort of thing of like that. It's a hive mind mentality. Yeah. That they're all like interconnected. Yeah. So we get past this brutal scene 
and then you start that's when you start meeting with students because it's like the next day at school and one of the things that I found kind of funny about this this movie and this isn't the only movie that we've watched that did this but like as it introduces each character it like pops their name up in this weird like creepy font <laughs> yeah it was really um it was really kind of cringy the way that they like decided to do this but they're like introducing the cast and they're like putting their name up on the screen yeah i don't know i feel like that's just a very like 90s and early 2000s kind of thing to do i don't remember what other movie that was that we reviewed that did that but there was something else that we watched that did that also that's just such a goofy thing to do this movie has so many characters in it i guess maybe that's why and they're like here are the people you need to focus on but zeke comes like speeding into the parking lot like an idiot and parks sideways like in the parking lot and that's like how you meet him and then elijah woods ac is getting off of the bus with his camera and then you see him getting bullied and like rammed getting his crotch rammed into a flagpole by a bunch of like jockey kids i want to know why there's no teachers around at at, like supervising these students (laughs) i mean to be fair like any again any late 90s early 2000s movie it's how it is like the high schools you're like just super crude and you're like where are the adults watching those movies as a teenager you're like oh this is funny but then it's like as an adult (laughs) yeah you're like man that wouldn't have that wouldn't have been a thing that happened when i was 16 right Like, all the way down to, like, I mean, I remember at our high school, there was, like, a parking lot monitor. There was always a teacher out there when the, the when kids were coming in and out. And if you were to drive into that parking lot the way that Zeke does, you would have got suspended. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, we, we got watched really hard. They basically babysat us. Yeah. And it feels oh. like in all these movies, they treat them like they're adults. When they're yeah. obviously not. <laughs> Right, like they set it up like a like a college campus more than a high school is what it makes me think of. But of course, on a college campus, people probably wouldn't be acting that way either because these people are just acting like a bunch of imbeciles, in my opinion. But, you know, we meet Stokely and she's got a very small part as she's coming in. But, you know, she's important because it says her name. Delilah is just terrible and awful, typical popular girl. Stan's trying to talk to her about something because like you said they're dating but she won't like listen to him she doesn't want to talk to him because she thinks everything she's got going on is more important than him and then there's like a couple of girls who start beating each other up because one of them rear-ended the other one and I just thought that was interesting and also very just like over the top and then Mary Beth they definitely made her the southern belle girl because they needed to show why she would be so weird and different from everybody else in my opinion like I was immediately suspicious of her yeah I feel like even if as someone who hasn't watched the movie like you know there's something up with her from the beginning because you're like she's weird and she's like and nobody knows her like she just showed up yeah and like the way that she talks to people is just like she gives everybody like her entire full name and where she's from every time, which is super suspicious. <laughs> but I feel like that's also a very Southern Belle thing to do. Right. <laughs> like you always just say your entire name. Uh, she uh, she goes and asks those little goth girls like where the uh, 
principal's office is yeah. and they just kind of point backwards and don't speak to her like they're just like such like edge lords it just kills me yeah. and uh, that one's got this weird nose ring that's like one of those that like has the chain connected from your nose to your ear <laughs> and Mary Beth looks at her and she's like I like what you done with your nose ring it matches your eyes <laughs> I was like what <laughs> Do you know uh, the woman that plays, or I guess maybe she was a girl in this. I don't know how old any. Uh, she had to have been over 18, though, because there's a naked. They're all adults. They are all obviously full grown adults, at least 25. Yeah. She plays in that show, that uh, Dead Like Me, and she plays a, uh, a also a Southern character whose name is Daisy Adair. And every time uh, she, she does the same thing in that, she's always like, I'm Daisy, Daisy Adair. I'm telling you, that must be like a that must be like a southern thing to do. Well, I've never done that. <laughs> well, no, but we're like a different kind of southern than Georgia. Well, yeah, that's true. Then we meet like also this weird abusive couple who was like just screaming at each other and smacking each other and stuff like that. Um, yeah, they were like beating each other up the entire movie. Well, yeah. until they got infected, and then they were like, that was like what made you know they got infected, because they were like being lovey and normal with each other, and you're like, oh no, that's wrong. And then uh, Zeke is in the bathroom dealing drugs, and unfortunately, Danny Masterson is in this scene, and I was just very annoyed by oh, that. Oh, and you know what's hilarious? I was watching this with uh, my boyfriend, and he said the same thing, because, you know, Danny Masterson's a piece of Crap. poop. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know what his character name is listed as on the uh, imdb what uh, f up number one that's him that's just a... he is f up number one yep but He's uh only got two like kind of small scenes in this movie though so i guess it's not like it's not too bad, but I I was annoyed when I saw him though. But he's just another big name that shows up in this movie. Yeah, even if it's just for a minute. And my entire takeaway from this whole scene, and then like as it goes into the teachers' lounge and is showing everybody, was the note I wrote down was just everyone sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, that's when it comes to the teacher's lounge, isn't it? It is, and we meet all of the teachers and the nurse. And the nurse has, like, some kind of cold. Yeah, and she says that she doesn't want to take off work because she'd rather use her sick days when she's feeling good. <laughs> Which I, I can identify with. <laughs> the coach is, like, guzzling water, like, just drinking cup after cup after cup, and, like, that one teacher, that history teacher is making jokes about how just watching him is making him want to pee. <laughs> Yeah, because he just, like, keeps on and keeps on drinking water out of that water cooler. And then Miss um, Olsen comes in, and she looks totally different. And, like, the thought that I had was that she looks like one of our old teachers. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, when you first see her, she makes me think of um, Carrie <laughs> Fisher's mom. Yeah. But uh, that's who she looks like when she's first introduced. And then when she comes back, she's got a totally different haircut. And she's, like, obviously trying to look younger and, like, wearing a bunch of makeup and stuff. Like, you notice, though, that for some reason her and the coach are, like, being buddies with each other. Which, I mean, you know why. We know why. They're characters. They they don't know why. They're out of the loop. It 
goes to Miss Burke's class and you, you meet her for the first time and like it just made me cringe really hard. Yeah, because she's like up front and she's like talking about Krayos or something. Yeah. And uh, she's being so quiet and mousy and just barely talking loud enough that you can hear what she's saying. And like she asked the question. I don't remember what it was. Zeke raises his hand to answer it. Yeah. But like she asks it in such a like quiet manner and stuff like no teacher ever is that soft-spoken. Like it's like she's afraid of her students. Like she's afraid to speak to them. She's like, um, everybody. yeah like i've never had a teacher that was like that no all my teachers have always been pretty loud and obnoxious well yeah because you kind of have to be how else do you get teenagers to pay attention to you you know (laughs) i don't know it's just and she looks like she looks super timid she acts like just like i said like she's afraid of her students is what it made me think then when zeke answers that question whatever it was he makes a, a masturbation joke and then he ends up actually having the correct answer to the question after he says that though something about like not wanting to be lonely or being afraid of loneliness or something like that yeah he like makes a joke about him having calluses or something yeah after that's when it cuts to uh, in between classes and stan and delilah like having an argument in the hallway which is so weird this is such a weird thing but for some reason, out of nowhere, he wanted to quit the football team and focus on his academics. Which, I mean, could you blame him after the way that coach was talking to him? I wouldn't have wanted to put up with that. Which, yeah, I get that. But he, like, I don't know, his, like, reasoning was weird. He's like, I'm tired of everybody being so good to me because I'm on the football team. Yeah, he has a <laughs> later on, he tells Stokely that. Like, he's like, I earned a D on this test and the teacher changed it so I could still play football. But that was my D. <laughs> I worked hard for that D. (laughs) It's like, dude, you're upset because people are, like, trying to help you out. Like, you need to calm down. And Delilah's just being, like, absolutely horrible about it. And she's just like, what am I supposed to do when you do that? Like, how am I supposed to date you being the head cheerleader if you're not on the football team and stuff like that? Like, making it, like, political. Right, yeah. And, like, also she keeps telling him that he's stupid and stuff like that. And, like, he uses a big word and she immediately makes fun of him for it and was like, oh, congratulations, that was more than one syllable and just being just terrible. Right then they end up like breaking up with each other. Yeah. And uh, then it cuts to uh, like out in the outside area where they eat lunch and stuff. You see Stokely and she's uh, sitting there. I think she's reading a book. Yeah, she is. And Mary Beth walks up on her and starts talking to her and talking to her about aliens and stuff, which I feel like was a little foreshadowing. Yeah. She's like, oh, do you believe in all that parallel dimensions and aliens and all of that stuff? Yeah. And I'm just like, that's that's kind of strange for you to be asking her about. <laughs> yeah. And then Dwala comes up on him and starts like making jokes about him being lesbians together and stuff. Well, she starts bullying Stokely, essentially, because she's trying to, like, scare Mary Beth away from her because she's just a rude, hateful person, you know? And she's like, I don't think you'd want to hang out with her unless you're a violent lesbian, too. And I'm just like, what is a, like, what do you mean by that? Like, do you mean that she's, like, violently lesbian or a lesbian that's violent? (laughs) A violent lesbian. (laughs) 
violently lesbian is great, but a violent lesbian. <laughs> I mean, I never want. We don't violent. like a violent anybody. Yeah. <laughs> So Mary Beth is trying to play it off, you know. She's like, "Well, I've never met a lesbian before." <laughs> <laughs> she says, "I don't think there's any in my lineage." <laughs> yeah. But the the Lila where she is being so rude and stuff, Stokely just ends up getting up and leaving because you know, she, and she calls her bipolar, which I'm not sure why. But and then there's like this super dramatic cutscene to Casey on the bleachers, and that's what I wrote down too. Was super dramatic because like slow dramatic like music starts playing in the background and it just like slow pans and like zooms in on him and and i'm just like why is this such a big extravagant thing right now to be like oh poor casey he's all alone i guess i guess it's basically what they were trying to do i don't know but he's like getting up from the bleachers or whatever and he runs into uh coach willis you know i i wrote that down like that as well but that this is also the part where he he finds that thing laying on the ground that weird yeah creature. so that's actually like that's what it was he gets up off the bleachers and he's walking across the football field and he uh comes across this weird gross looking little thing on the ground and he reaches down and he picks his picks it up and like sticks it in his pocket and coach willis comes up behind him like sneaks up on him and scares him yeah which i'm also like who does that like if i i don't know i wouldn't touch that thing that thing is nasty looking like there's no way it looks like a little dead worm yeah i wouldn't put that in my pocket (laughs) this is the part where him and the coach are talking to each other he's like you're not very athletic are you casey i never see you out around here and casey's like well i don't believe a person should run unless they're being chased yeah and then the coach is just like get out of here and he runs away like super flamboyantly too (laughs) he's just like he's just like Yeah, like flailing his arms. Yeah, flailing his arms and like super high kicking his legs. (laughs) And I was like, I hope that that's just like his natural run and it wasn't just him playing off. Stan and Stokely run into each other for the second time in this movie, but I don't think this isn't where they talk to each other, I don't think. No, they weren't. No, they didn't talk to each other. They were real mean to each other. She's uh, at the water fountain getting a drink of water, and he's behind her. Yeah. And they bump into each other. And I don't remember what she said to him. I think she just said something like, watch where you're going, or something like that. And he says, uh, well, you might be able to see where you're going if you didn't paint your eyes shut. (laughs) And I'm just like, okay. (laughs) What a comeback. Yeah. But then it shows them in their uh, biology lab or whatever. And this is where you meet uh, Mr. Furlong, which is played by Jon Stewart, which is crazy because he does not look like Jon Stewart. No, he's got like a beard and like. He has like a little goatee and glasses and dark brown hair. And Mary Beth like walks up to Stokely and asks her to be her lab partner. Right. And Stokely still keeps trying to be like all edgy and stuff. It's like, I want friends. But like, she does confess that she's not really a lesbian, that like she just told people that to scare them away, which I think is very telling of when this movie was made because that isn't a thing that would work nowadays. Like, you might maybe have a person or two who maybe wouldn't want to speak to you if you told them that you were gay, but most people would just be like, yeah, okay, whatever, cool. Like, you know. (laughs) 
Yeah, because I mean, again, it was 1998. It was a different time. That's been, uh, what, 24 years ago? Ew. Ew. <laughs> God, I don't want to talk about it. I'm too old. Uh, <laughs> so Casey pulls that gross little dried up worm out of his pocket and he gives it to Mr. Furlong and tells him to uh, like look at it and see what it is or whatever. And he starts like examining it and has it under a microscope and stuff like that. And somehow Zeke or somebody knocks water over on it. Yeah. And it like, and it, just... like comes back to life. Yeah. It's so weird. Like, it's just like, like, I don't know. It just starts moving around and skin changes and all kinds of stuff. So they throw it in this fish tank, which for some reason they just have like a random fish tank full of water just at the ready with nothing in it. I and they throw it down like in there happens. and it's like swimming around. And then it like spits out these gross little red tentacle things. Yeah. I don't know where it like splits into two. Yeah. Like it multiplies. And then freaking Mr. Furlong, being the scientific genius that he is, just puts on a plain little rubber glove and sticks his hand in the tank. I don't know. I had more respect for that man at first. And I'm like, nah, he's stupid. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I I need to feel its uh, skin texture texture changes or something like that. And I'm like, what are you doing? You're asking for it, my guy. Right. And then uh, inevitably it bites him. Yeah. And it's, it looks pretty bad. I know he plays it off and he's like, oh, it's not that bad. It's just a little cut. But like, I mean, that thing had a mouthful of teeth. There's literally, like, blood squirting out of his finger, and he's like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah. So it cuts from that to Stan talking to the coach and quitting the team. Um, Yeah, like, the coach takes it a lot better than uh, he expected him to, which shows a big change in personality for him because he's just like, basically, he's just like, I wish you the best. You obviously have a lot going on in your life, and you need to make this change and blah, 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 which isn't something that the coach would say. Yeah, and he also says, what kind of human being would I be if I wasn't understanding? (laughs) I'm just like, you're trying too hard. So then after that, like, it shows uh, Stan going into, like, the showers or whatever. Why was he going into the shower, though? Did he even do anything? I don't know. Like, they were in uh, that room where, like, the swimming pool is. I'm not sure if they were, like, in there swimming or like you know exercising or doing whatever i'm not sure like i don't know why he went in there to shower unless he's just like i feel dirty (laughs) (laughs) like to my knowledge he didn't do anything yeah so i guess maybe that's what happened maybe he's like maybe he got all sweaty from having that conversation with the coach because he was scared he's nervous but you knew something weird was getting ready to happen here because it's real dark and gloomy and he's the only one in there and he like for some reason takes a bar of soap and just rubs it all over his face and (laughs) (laughs) sets up his like vision and stuff and he hears somebody walk in and you get like this view of just these like old gross looking decrepit feet (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're not sure like who's walking towards him or whatever and he's like i forgot who he yelled for like gabe i think he's like gabe yeah. is that you yeah yeah and uh he like watches his face off and he opens his eyes and there's like really scary looking half dead old lady standing there yeah it's one of their teachers mrs brummel 
So she walks in and she's like basically decaying and she's like, they're trying to get us all. They're going to kill us all. And like he um, reaches over on like her head and like a, like half of her hair falls off. Yeah, like in a big nasty fleshy clump. Yeah, it's disgusting. And then like immediately like cuts from that to him and who else was in there? Somebody else maybe Casey. like came in. Why would Casey be in there? Well, because Casey walked into the showers because he heard. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, screaming. that's right. Okay. So they were talking to um, Mrs. Drake, who at this point, you know, has already been infected and she's the principal. And she's telling them this big story about how Mrs. Brummel has like severe, like stage four cancer and she's really sick and she's having to like quit and blah, blah, blah yeah and that's why she looked the way that she did and was acting crazy because she's like you know losing her mind because of cancer or whatever i don't know (laughs) yeah and then uh as this is happening casey looks out the window and he sees the coach just standing out there in the middle of the field while the sprinklers are going yeah just standing and like like with his arms crossed just by himself out in the sprinklers (laughs) staring off into space his hair is all messed up because like the water is just (laughs) and he's just like staring and mrs uh olsen yells at him and asks him if he's paying attention or whatever yeah and it like zooms in on her face like it doesn't like dun 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 kind of thing yeah and she's like casey casey (laughs) like okay (laughs) then after that it cuts uh back to zeke and it's uh kind of showing his little side business or whatever he's out in the parking lot and he's got his trunk open he like he draws this big like i want to say it's like a camaro or something like typical like douchey sports car and uh he's got the trunk open he's like selling stuff out of it and mrs burke which is a little quiet mousy teacher walks up on him and tries to like shut it down he says it's his property like that the car is his property so what he's doing isn't any of the school's concern or something like that yeah and then he asks her if she wants to buy chocolate laxatives which i don't know why he had those seems like he's got a little bit of everything (laughs) yeah and then he offers her cherry condoms and then she calls him rude yeah she's like you're so rude and she just walks away and i'm like why wouldn't you have just went and reported that to the principal like instead of trying to handle that yourself when you can't even ask your class a question like why are you the one confronting anybody that they clearly is this weird uncomfortable romantic tension between the two of them and i don't yeah, we'll get back into that later because like they it comes into play which it feels very illegal that they even like made that into a thing in this movie but you know whatever well, well i mean like, to be fair i guess like american pie and stuff like that like stifler and stifler's mom and uh i can't remember his name now but i know you guys know <laughs> Well, I mean, that doesn't mean it's okay, though. It's gross. Okay, but it's a very, like, early 2000s movie thing. Yeah, and also, she makes sure to mention that he's, like, a repeat senior. Like, this is his second senior year, so you know, like, he's an adult without them having to blatantly be like, oh, yeah, he's 19. Like, you know, but still, you you don't date your students as a teacher like that's just disturbing and gross especially not high school yeah but anyway i can't remember why they're in here 
But after that, it shows uh, Casey and Delilah, and you know, they're both on the school newspaper, and they're uh, in the teacher's lounge, and they're like snooping through everything, and I'm not, I can't remember what they're trying to find. Was um, it stuff about Mrs. Brummel? They're just trying to find anything, because Delilah said that they don't have like a headline story for the paper, and Casey pulls out uh, the history teacher's flask or whatever, and she says that she already broke that story, and that nobody really cared about it. So, like, they're just digging through everybody's stuff, trying to find something. Casey starts flirting with Delilah in, like, the most Yeah, because he's obviously got a crush on her. For some reason. I think all he said was, like, sometimes you're not so bad or something like that. Yeah, like, he's like, you can be cool when you're not being like this. (laughs) I know, and she's like, are you flirting with me, Casey? And I'm like, is that all it takes? (laughs) you're cool sometimes oh i'm swooning but they have like this weird like moment because she like walks up real close to him and stuff like they're gonna kiss or something just because he's like you're cool sometimes when you're not being a b-word i also enjoy how like she would even entertain that when she literally just broke up with stan because he was gonna quit the football team i know and casey's like the nerdiest nerd yeah she even calls him a stephen king freak or something weird like that at some point all the insults in this movie are hilarious they're all so stupid yeah a stephen king freak like again but does that mean that he's a freak that likes stephen king or he's a freak that stephen king would write about i don't know (laughs) well that would make him cool though if he was a freak stephen king would write about Or a serial killer, I don't know. Yeah, fair. But then they see that the teachers are getting ready to come in the lounge, and they have nowhere to go. So they just, like, there's, like, this uh, random, like, closet in there that has, like, you guys know the doors that have, like, the, I want to say holes in it, but it's not, like, holes. It's like <laughs> They're, like, like shutters. The fan doors. Yeah, like, the shutter doors. It's one of those. <laughs> and they, uh hurry and go in there and shut the door so that nobody sees them and like the nurse and uh coach willis and i think mrs drake all walk in there it's miss olsen oh miss olsen yeah and uh the nurse is like taking medicine and stuff because she's you know still i don't know why that was like even in the storyline really unless it's just to throw you off to make you think she was already infected yeah but nobody else has their symptoms maybe salma hayek actually had a cold (laughs) (laughs) i don't know but she's like taking medicine for a cold or whatever oh my god miss olsen though goes over there to that her her and coach wilson go over there to the the water cooler you know and like they're getting water out and he gets a cup and he's drinking it and miss olsen gets a cup and just throws it in her own face (laughs) oh god i forgot about that (laughs) i laugh so hard because she does it with such like conviction like yeah, they were in there before the nurse, by the way. They were in there by themselves, and they were discussing uh, that happened, and then they were talking about Mrs. Brummel dying and something about how it didn't take to some host well and stuff like that. Yeah, And, like, basically saying that she was infected, but her uh, body didn't take the parasite, and that's why she died, and they had to hide her body. And then after that, Casey and Delilah look over and see Mrs. Brummel's body in the closet. 
Oh my god, yeah, that's and her body is so scary looking. Like I think that's one of the only actually scary parts in this movie was that that old lady's body. Casey like has to cover Delilah's mouth because she's about to scream. I don't blame her. Well, no, that's fair. I mean, that's yeah. a that's a normal reaction, right? And then the nurse walks in and she's over there, like at the fridge, taking her, you know, cold medicine. Basically, the coach and Mrs. Olsen like get real, like weird and creepy to her, or just like getting up on her. And then they uh, throw her down on the couch that's in there, and the coach like gets on top of her and pins her down and spits of like leech into her ear. That was and it was so gross. It like dug into her ear. I think Delilah actually does scream after that, and they find out that they're in the closet and Casey like spears the coach with a broom yeah and they like run out he like goes and gets his parents and they call the police Casey tries to explain what happened but you know everybody's already infected and when the police get there they they had put a CPR dummy in the closet and they show that to the police and say that that's what they saw and Casey's parents are like wanting him to go to a psychiatrist and all kinds of you know craziness they said that the reason that they were doing whatever to the nurse was because she's prone to epileptic seizures and they was having to give her like emergency attention and yeah and miss burke is like i drove her home myself like you know (laughs) even though that's clearly not true like miss burke infects the police when they go in to talk to her and uh not miss burke miss drake i'm sorry miss drake infects the police and like she's gonna talk to casey's parents in private and he ends up being like no you don't need to do that i'm gonna go to the therapist and they take him home and then like casey's dad is like in his room taking all of his stuff away and they pull out these like porno magazines that he has and he throws them in the garbage and is like no more flogging the bishop (laughs) (laughs) You're grounded <laughs> for masturbation. <laughs> that is such a weird thing for your parents to do. I know that would freak me out so bad. Like it's, it's like, ooh, my parents know where my porn is, right? <laughs> Look at his mom, mate. Like her face, she's like, make sure you get his porno. Like <laughs> it's weird. Like why do you know that he has that? <laughs> right like i guess maybe she's come across it when she's been cleaning his room and just left it alone i don't know after that the coach does get or it seems that the coach gets his dad you know that's what it looks like delilah at school that next day is like dressed down because she says that she's trying to like lilo she says that she's in drag which isn't accurate She's literally no, wearing No, literally all she, she's playing Clark Kent and like just put on glasses and put her hair up. Yeah. So. And she's like, like, no one would know who she was. Right. Even though like, I don't know, that's delusional is what that is. <laughs> and it cuts and shows the teacher's lounge and like the coffee pot is like totally bone dry. And uh, there's like nothing but water everywhere, like just bottles and bottles and bottles of water. Yeah. And all the teachers are just like blasting the AC in there and chugging water. And like it is just wild. And then it shows, I don't remember what this teacher's name was, the bald teacher that's the history teacher. But he uh, drinks a lot, like he drinks alcohol a lot, and he's like pretty quiet, and he's just like, like his uh, regular personality is just like, ah, eh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like he just, like, it's almost like he's like half asleep when he's talking to you, but then like after he gets infected, he's like really loud. 
Yeah. He's like, okay. And, uh, yeah, he like smacks a book down on a desk and he's like, he's like, pay attention, everybody. And he's like, we're writing, which is such a weird assignment. But I guess like being a high school kid, like if my teacher told me to do this, I'd probably just do it. No questions asked. But it was a weird thing for him to ask him to do. Like I asked him to write down like all of their living family members. Starting with the ones that live in the house, branching out from there. Yeah. And one of them, I think Zeke, asked if it's going to be on the test. And he's like, this is the test. Which I would have been like, oh, cool. Yeah. I'm going to pass this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have, like, even questioned anything. I don't guess. No. You overhear them calling students to the nurse's office, like, three at a time. And you go out, like, they go out in the hallway after that class. And you can see that the nurse is apparently giving everybody ear exams. Yeah. It's like, why is that a thing? Like, you know what they're doing, but, like, what a cover. You know what I mean? Right. We gotta examine your ears. And then you also see that, like, Mary Beth and Stokely are becoming friends. And then you find out that Stokely has a crush on Stan. And kind of just some some trivial stuff, but it's character development. So I get it. But also, I'm old and I didn't really care. <laughs> but also, like, why did... I, like, I hate what they did with Stokely's character. She had so much potential. Yeah, like, why did they make her in love with the football player? Like, the stupid football player. I know you know normally like in movies and stuff uh, i don't often like the alternative people that because especially if it's a girl because i feel like they don't know how to do that correctly at all the time but overall i liked her character it's just they did that thing with her too where they gave her extremely greasy hair like just because she's an alternative person that she doesn't know how to take care of her hair like i don't know just that attitude just that over the top like i don't want friends i don't need anybody like that's not realistic in my opinion that's what i'm saying like i hate they always they'll include a goth character but they ruin them yeah like they don't know what they're doing they don't like they never have a person in the room who actually was an alternative person or knew alternative people it's like they they make them that version of them that normies think alternative people are yeah after all of that mary mary beth and zeke are talking to each other and she goes up to him to talk to him while he's at his locker and he's getting like drugs out because i guess he's gonna sell them to somebody and she tells them that she's allergic to aspirin which was just weird but it comes into play later and then like Stokely and Stan are starting to notice that everybody is acting weird because by this point more and more and more of the school is infected and then Usher is the new football captain. <laughs> no, <it's Usher. laughs> it's not a uh, Gabe. No, it's Usher. <laughs> He's just out there dancing in the rain on the football field. <laughs> I can't think of any of his songs right now. God, I can't either. My brain just died. But just, I just like, remember that scene from that music video that he did where he's like just splashing around in the rain. It's because he got infected by this <laughs> alien. This movie was so long, by the way. Yeah, it was like two hours long. I watched it twice. Oh, God. There's so much. There's so much going on in it. Well, it's because they put all them thousands of characters in it, I guess. Okay, so after that, like, every, they're kind of looking around and they're seeing that like something's up with everybody. Uh, this is where you meet like the that little couple that like 
like beat each other up again. You see that like, well, the girl hadn't been infected yet, but the boy obviously had. Yeah, and she's like hitting him and screaming at him and stuff, trying to get a reaction out of him. And he's giving. Yeah, her she's like, stop it with me. And he's just like sitting there chilling. And then uh, it shows like a big line of students at the water fountain, like thirty people in line for the water fountain. And then it cuts back to Zeke, who is once again drug dealing out of his trunk. And Mrs. Burke walks up to him again, and this time she's like had like a uh, typical early two thousands nerdy girl makeover. Yeah, she's just like not got her glasses on she's got bright red lipstick on she's wearing like a red tank top with spaghetti straps i think she's wearing a little like dress oh okay i thought it was like a tank top and a skirt or something but maybe i'm wrong maybe i don't know anyway she's wearing like this really skimpy little red outfit and she comes up to zeke and she's just like being really loud and like mean mean to him completely <laughs> like out of character and again one of those things that if an actual teacher said this to you she would have lost her job yeah and he does this thing to her when she starts yelling at him where he like puts his hands up and is basically like yeah come on bring it on just go ahead you know like yeah because she says something about like being mean about it about his mom yeah, about his parents leaving him because he was an accident and he was a mistake yeah like she's just saying all this is horrible off the wall stuff to him and then he just is like, well, she must have got some bad stuff. And then also those druggy guys come back and they they try to buy every bit of his stuff off of him. And he sells them quite a bit of it. But then he stops and he tells them that he's all out. And then they leave him alone finally. But I did not catch on at first what was going on there. But upon the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, okay, I get what was happening. Yeah, it's another little bit of foreshadowing. So they're, like, trying to, like, buy out all of the stash because it comes into play later. Yeah. And they'd already been infected. So then it cuts and it shows uh, Casey and Stokely in the library. I'm not sure. Why was they in there together? (laughs) I don't know. I felt like that happened a lot in this movie where there would just be these random pairings of people that you're like, I'm not really sure how these people ended up in the same room together. But, you know, here we are. What's funny about this, and I said this to uh, my boyfriend as we were watching this movie. I'm like, why are all these very, very different kids all somehow hanging out with each other for no real reason instead of like discussing this stuff that's happening with their actual friend group well stokely didn't have a friend group and i don't think casey did either so maybe that's why they're talking to each other and then oh maybe because the rest of them were kind of intertwined with each other yeah and then like then had just broke up with Delilah and also quit the football team. So there went his entire little world, you know. When they're there in in the library, for whatever reason, they're in there together. Stokely starts talking about invasion of the body snatchers and says that everyone is acting like pod people. And then that's when Casey starts saying that, like, it's possible that something like that might be happening. And, of course, like, Stokely is saying that that's not a realistic thing, that that couldn't happen and whatever and he's like when you talk about science fiction just focus on the science part of it and not the fiction part and he's like it is something that could potentially happen and I think it is happening and yeah basically um and this is kind of a scary thing to think about but it's kind of true it's like they were saying pretty much that maybe um when they wrote these science fiction movies that they were writing it about real life things but they were playing it off as fiction so pe- when it happened in real life people wouldn't 
think it was real. Yeah, and you know what that makes me think of? That makes me think of the living with the greys and all that stuff, like those books that that guy sold as fiction, but they were real. Remember we talked about that in the UFO episode? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, now it makes me think that, like, all the some of the stuff, it's like... Maybe the idea didn't just come to somebody out of nowhere based on real things. Yeah. So after this, all your main characters, with the exception of Zeke and Mary Beth, go into the biology lab to go look at that thing in the aquarium, but it's gone. And they're all explaining to Stan what was, you know, like that they believe aliens are are invading and stuff like that. And Stan isn't super on board with it. And Zeke and Mary Beth are in the, the like lab storage area because Zeke is stealing chemicals to, you know, make his drugs and stuff with and hear everybody else talking through the vents. Then for some reason they kiss each other. Yeah, I felt like that was really weird and out of place. I don't, I can't say that yet, but weird thought, but I'll, I'll mention it later when I'm not like going to spoil the ending before we get to it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like as they're they're listening to them talk through the vents and they decide they're going to go in there into that room as well. But Casey, it would make sense for aliens to invade Ohio because it is an an unsuspecting place and, like, it would give the aliens more time to, like, branch out through the country instead of just going for, like, a big place first or something. Zeke comes in there acting like he's been attacked by something and Mary Beth is just cracking up about it so they clearly know that it's just a prank you know. Oh before we move on I wrote down something and I forgot to mention it a minute ago but there uh, when they were in the library there was this librarian in there and uh, she had obviously been infected and I swear to god she looked exactly like the human version of the receptionist from Monsters Inc. She just kept holding up this little sign that said quiet please. That's so funny. (laughs) Anyway moving on so they uh, join the rest of them in their little uh, secret alien meeting in the biology room. And then Mr. Furlong walks in on him and he's like, what's going on in here? Why aren't you guys in class? And then they start asking him about where that where that thing went to. And he tells them he sent it to like a lab and like a, a university or whatever. And Zeke is just like, well, I, I need to go. And then he won't let him out. And, like, has, like, shut the, like, pulled the blind down on the door and, like, locked the door. And he attacks Zeke. Like, he knocks him back into, like, a a desk and stuff. Superhuman strength, it seems like. Yeah, and he uh, <laughs> conveniently falls into this, like, paper cutter thing and it breaks off the blade and Zeke grabs the blade. And it's in all, like, slow motion as he grabs it and pulls it up into the air like he's, like, a samurai or something. Yeah. And then he uh, swings it and he cuts off four of uh, Mr. Furlong's fingers. And they scutter across the floor. Yeah, they just start crawling around like little worms. And tentacles come out of the nubs on his hand. It's so gross. It really is. And then he stabs him in the eye. It it starts, like, foaming up because they were going to... They were going to do something else to him, like stab him or shoot him or something. And they realize he's dead because that drug killed him. Yeah, and they're, like, trying to figure out, like, why the drug would kill him. And so they leave the school together, our little group of survivors here and everybody is clearly infected but it seems pretty harmonious i don't know like all the kids that are in the classroom are all raising their hand to answer questions and like everybody's real calm and just getting along with each other so i mean overall it doesn't seem like the worst thing that could have happened Well, I mean, that's basically what they keep saying throughout the whole thing, too. They're like, oh, it's so much better. You have no worries or cares. Yeah. You know, I'm finally happy and stuff like that. 
which that's real creepy though so they get in zeke's car they race away from the school um he tries to turn the radio on to see what's going on it's all static apparently the whole town has been infected except for them at this point yeah because there's like a roadblock set up with like police and stuff like where i guess the the entrance to the town is or whatever like so people can't get out yeah so they go to zeke's house and zeke essentially has a meth lab set up in his garage yeah and then i this part made me really sad where they infect zeke's rat with that thing and you know because they're trying to find out how it works and they infect that rat and it like crawls in through its ear and then he picks the rat up who had a name the rat's name was oscar he picks it up and breaks its neck and they cut it open to see how the thing infects people and it's like the rat's body's all dried out and it's completely full of like those little tendrils from that thing yeah it was really disgusting yeah well then they all start becoming suspicious suspicious of each other and like accusing one another because like everybody's had personality changes leading up to this big event you know so basically zeke because zeke says his drug is a diuretic and that's why because it has a bunch of caffeine in it and that's why it works on you know on the infected and the aliens and whatever and so he says everybody has to do the drug and Casey does it and because Casey has like no tolerance to anything at all he just immediately gets super high and he can't stop laughing Stan gets really suspicious of Casey and like pulls out a gun yeah and it's like why do you have a gun as a 17 year old high school student but okay Zeke is like he's fine he's just tweaking leave him alone let him tweak (laughs) and then everybody else you know like they're all doing it and then it comes down to just mary beth and uh delilah left and mary beth is like you know i can't i'm allergic to aspirin and he's like you have to so she and delilah on the count of three are going to do it at the same time and she does it and then delilah starts to and then you see her start freaking out and she drops the pen and then like when it shows her face there's these little gross things crawling around underneath her skin yeah so now you know that delilah is infected and i guess that's why she was like you know doing her clark kent disguise or whatever because the alien didn't know how to make her act right she says that they're everywhere and then she runs away and a car picks her up but like i guess this is back to like the where it's like a host parasite kind of deal so it's a hive mind you know so they all know they knew that she needed help because they could see what was going on so they had you know somebody drove to pick her up i don't don't think it showed who it was she just runs out there and gets in a car and they leave then there's like a football game going on and it's the most brutal and ridiculous football game ever yeah there's like all these crazy pyrotechnics and like fireworks and yeah like, it is just the most extravagant thing I've ever seen for a high school football game. Yeah, and then, like, the Harrington football players are, like, basically murdering the other football players. Like, they're hitting them so hard and knocking them out and breaking their arms and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and uh, I'm pretty sure they're just, like, infecting them all as they go because, like, every time they knock one of the football players over, like, five of them would hover over him. yeah. And then it would show them and they look like brain dead. Right. So after that, it cuts and it shows our uh, group and they're all met up in the gym. 
they've decided that Principal Drake must be the uh, head of the aliens. Yeah, the queen. That's a better way to put it. (laughs) So then after that, Mrs. Drake walks in on him. Yeah, but like we know as the audience that it's not her because she was like the at least the second person to be infected because the coach infected her. Yeah, so, like, we know it's not her, but they are thinking that it's her. And uh, this is what I was saying to my boyfriend as we was watching it. he's like, it's not her, is it? And I was like, there's still 45 minutes left of this movie. It's not her. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, they end up shooting her in the head. They, like, wrap her up in a volleyball net first. And, like, they're kind of interrogating her, sort of. And she's trying to trick them. And, like, you know, she's acting all, like, innocent. She's like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this to me? And, you know, whatever. And then... And yeah. she's like, Casey, please. And he's like, are we sure about this? And then, uh, who was I think, yeah, Zeke shoots her in the head. And she just falls backward and starts, like, bleeding out. And Casey's like, are you sure that this is right? Are you sure we didn't mess up? And then she uh, gets back up yeah. after being shot in the head. And then Mary Beth just takes, like, whatever they had left of that drug and just dumps it all over her and she melts. Yeah, like, dashes it in her face and she, like, I don't know, it chemically burned or something. It's weird. Yeah. It's like she, like, bubbled and is ugh, gross. <laughs> the Wicked Witch of the West. But clearly she wasn't the host. But Stan goes out. He's going to go out to check to make, to see if it worked or not. And Stokely kisses him before he goes outside. And Which was also stupid and out of place. Yeah, she's just like, I didn't I didn't want to never have done that, basically. And like Zeke and Casey are just like giggling at her about it. Like they can't believe that they that she did that. And then this scene freaked me out though when Stan gets filled and all of the football players are standing there in the rain and like their alien forms are out on their face. So like they've got weird scary teeth faces with like all those tentacles coming out it's so i didn't like that yeah it was gross and then they just kind of like go back to normal and like look at him yeah and uh, then it cuts back to inside the gym and stan like runs back he's like please let me in let me in it didn't work so everybody's suspicious and they're like how do we know you're not infected where's the drug take the drug and he's like oh i I dropped it yeah (laughs) i was just trying to run back hurry please and they like flip a vial of it underneath the door he uh picks it up and he acts like he's gonna snort it and then he just pours it out and that's when you know he's also been infected and stokely like gets super upset about it understandably because she just like confessed her love essentially they need more of this drug though because that's all of it that's all they had so casey and zeke they go outside because they're gonna try to make a run for zeke's car for the rest of his stash and casey is basically the bait so he's having to run from the football team again he's being chased and uh try to like keep their attention and distract them what time zeke tries to get to his car and delilah tries to seduce casey on the bus and is also saying that stuff to him about how like happy and peaceful she feels since like she got infected and all that and whatever but again i'm just like this alien really just wants to hook up with somebody it just keeps seduce trying to seduce people (laughs) it's just very sensual yeah that's essentially what it does because i mean the very first scene like you know with the coach he's like you're so pretty you look so good today like why i don't know it's weird but so zeke runs for his car 
and uh, Miss Burt comes to Zeke uh, while he's at his car and starts trying to seduce him. And he's just trying to act like he thinks she's still normal. And he's like, what can I do for you, Mrs. Burt? And she's like, oh, I, I figured you had something you could help me with. And he, he's like, are you back for those chocolate laxatives? <laughs> and she's like, no, I actually am thinking of something more cherry flavored. Oh, my God. Talking about those condoms. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> So he gets in his car and he tries to lock the door, but she busts the door, the window out of the door. Yeah, she like busts in. through the windows, like hanging halfway out of the window. Yeah, and he's like driving around like crazy. She's like up on him, and her like gross... up in his ear. And she's like, "Come here, Zeke boy!" And then her like gross little tentacle tongue comes out, and yeah. <laughs> And he, like, knocks her into the back seat. And then he ends up wrecking the car, and it explodes, but he survives. And Mrs. Burke, or Miss Burke, she had flew out of the car and got decapitated, and her head slithers away, like, walks past him on little tentacle. (laughs) If any of you guys have ever watched The Thing, it was very reminiscent of that. So, like, her body's just walking around headless, and her head is just, like, on little tentacle legs walking around. There was no reason why that car should have exploded like that. I feel like that was just their um, their reason to make something explode. Like, yeah. just mandatory horror movie explosion. Yeah. It cuts away from that to Stokely and Mary Beth, and, like, Stokely's telling Mary Beth that everyone loses at the end of, like, all of her books, like, Invasion of the Body Snatchers and all that kind of stuff, and Mary Beth is starting to act real weird, and she starts saying, like, stuff that sounds very the alien, like, she's like, oh, uh, it's so calm, it's so peaceful, everybody can get along, it won't, ma-, you know, like, stuff like that. And then, yeah, like saying she doesn't know what's so bad about it and why this uh, didn't, like, why we didn't just let him win and stuff like that. Yeah, and then she knocks Stokely out with an alien arm. <laughs> and then she, yeah, turns, like she just she turns into this big gross monster. Yeah, I wrote down that she turns into her true Eldridge horror form because that's literally, <laughs> she looks like a Lovecraftian monster. <laughs> She jumps in the swimming pool, and the only thing I could think is, like, how did, how could these aliens get into that swimming pool and be okay? Because that pool's full full of, uh, like, chlorine and chemicals and stuff like that. Like, it's not fresh water, so you would think that it would hurt them. Yeah, well, we're not going to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you don't know how clean that pool is. It is a high school swimming pool. It's probably disgusting. It's probably just, like, lake water. Oh my god, maybe, I don't know. That, that was the thought I had. Like, I feel like she should have just died in there because of the chemicals, but, you know. She ends up knocking Stokely into the pool, and, uh, like, her uh, nose is bleeding and stuff, and I think Casey saves her and pulls her out. He does, and I, I wrote down that the alien is all teeth and legs. <laughs> <laughs> that baby's all teeth and legs. <laughs> So it turns back into a naked Mary Beth at this point. Yeah, <laughs> she pretty much spends the rest of the movie butt naked. So if you're uncomfortable with nudity, don't watch this. There's a, like, just this scene, though, and that's so weird because it's not even, like, sexual nudity. She's no, just nude. She's naked. Mandatory, you know, nudity scene for the horror movie. <laughs> Yeah, so now she's just naked, walking around, whatever. Casey and Stokely run into the locker room, 
and then Zeke shows back up and he comes in there and Mary Beth is like around the corner and they're like, Zeke, don't trust her. She's one of them, whatever. And she's like around the corner, but you can't see that she's naked yet. And she's like, Zeke, don't believe them. (laughs) (laughs) And then she walks out and Zeke's just like, um, why are you naked? (laughs) And then she does end up confessing to him that she's, you know, that it's her. She says that she was able to close her nostril hole up when she pretended to take that drug i guess yeah that was gross too it like showed it like she like put a little layer of skin over 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 (laughs) 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 over her nostrils yeah like it's just like yeah it's so gross and then and uh, then she just like poured it out or something like it showed her uh what was it she closed her nostrils and then she made a little tentacle pinky that little pin (laughs) yeah that was funny and then we find out that stokely's infected and casey locks her up in one of those little locker areas in the in that back room and at this point you basically just have casey and zeke trying to fight this big scary alien yeah and they're like running around then zeke gets thrown like across all the tops of the lockers and essentially gets knocked out and then it's just left up to Casey. So Casey's like just hiding in the locker room, kind of talking to uh, Mary Beth. And he's like, got to follow those drugs with him. Yeah. And she turns back into that monster and she starts knocking over all the lockers. And Casey ends up running out of the locker room and he runs underneath the uh, bleachers in the gym. And he like pushes the button to close up the bleachers, which, uh, by the way, I don't know how you guys feel, but that was always a uh, a fear of mine was getting closed up underneath the bleachers. Oh my god, yeah, like getting hung that up always in terrified me. Yeah, and now I'm like, is it because I watched this movie as a child? Like, is that why I had this fear? Because I would have only been like uh, six years old or something whenever this movie came out. Yeah. So that might be why I had this like fear of that. But anyway, he runs (laughs) under the bleachers and the bleachers are all closing behind him. And Mary Beth is chasing him and he gets uh, all the way to the end and he makes it out and the bleachers squish her. And he stabs her in the eye with all of those drugs. And he says, guaranteed to jack you up. Yeah. And I'm like, why did he have to have have that like cool guy line? Like, I guess it was just his time to shine. But there was no one around. He's so quiet and nerdy throughout the whole movie. So when he does that, when she screams her final scream, like all these aliens fly out of her into his face and start burrowing into his face. But Oh God, it was so disgusting. Yeah, but then when she dies, they die also. And they all fall out. Yeah, but um, I also wanted to mention, too, when they're in the locker room right before all this happens, and she's trying to tell him, like, convince him that getting infected is good and all that stuff. She also says that, like, her planet was an ocean planet, and it all dried up. So we did get, like, an explanation about why she was there. I just thought that was interesting. I mean, I thought that it had a pretty solid plot line. Yeah, because sometimes you don't get that explanation. It's just like, well, they just came to Earth just because, you know. Because they could. Yeah. That's usually how it is. Right. So then it, like, uh, 
shows what was it one month later yeah after well yeah because it shows that alien completely dissolve and everything and then uh stokely is okay and you see that zeke is okay and whatever and then yeah it's a it's one month later and all is well (laughs) yeah and uh for some reason casey and delala end up being together and for some reason zeke is on the football team which Zeke ends up on the football team and then Stan and uh, Stokely get together and they completely normie washed Stokely. Like she still had on her little chain, but they had her in like a pastel sweater. Yeah. And like, a and, purple, like curly hair, a purple skirt. I don't God, that made me so mad. I know that annoyed me so badly. And I also, I don't understand why Zeke joined the football team because for one thing, he's a second year senior he shouldn't even have been able to do that and also like if anybody if I would have thought anyone would have joined the football team after all that I think it would have been Casey like I feel like they set that up even and then they didn't do it yeah because like they pretty much made a joke at the beginning of it about how he wasn't athletic and then he spent the whole rest of the movie running right so i don't know why they did that and then like it also shows miss burke sitting up there in the stands like being all weird again and mousy her mousy self like waving all flirtatiously though at zeke and i'm just like and also zeke is smoking a cigarette on the football field and also why is mrs burke even alive she got decapitated (laughs) i guess her head found her body and then it was just like all well and good it healed itself back up while it was a uh while alien. Still an alien yeah i guess so because like that was my first thought i was like how are you here right she shouldn't be dead yeah 100 <laughs> percent. oh and uh like basically the last scene of the movie it is uh delilah like <laughs> heading casey and she's like your fan club's here she just starts throwing down all these magazines and stuff and he's like on the cover of people and on the cover of time and uh <laughs> on a bunch of newspapers and there's like all these like paparazzi there to talk to him and stuff and that's basically how the movie goes off yeah she's like he he's like oh which ones are the is that local news or national and she's like both and he's like okay let's go talk to him and it's like why is he on the cover of tom and people because <laughs> he's a hero it was so stupid and like he had like such a drastic change in personality in that last like 15 minutes of the movie <laughs> Oh no, because he killed that alien. It just made his testosterone finally come in, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he hit puberty all at once. <laughs> so, given this ridiculous ending of a movie, what kind of a rating do you give this movie? I still give it like 8 out of 10. Like, I still love this movie. I think it still holds up. Now, in my older age, it's a lot more comedic than I remember it being. Which, as is most of these horror movies, it seems like. Like, all these movies that, like, terrified me as a child, like, I just think they're hilarious now. But I think it still holds up. I think it had really, I think it had a solid plot line. And I think they kept up with it. I didn't like um, the character development. No. I thought it was stupid. I appreciate, uh, again, like, we can't really, we're very clean here on the Midnight Moth, so we couldn't really tell you guys all the great little um, insults and stuff they use throughout this movie, but they're all hilarious and stupid. Yeah. Like, they call each other the most, like, off-the-wall crude names throughout the entire movie. 
they really do. I was very like, like those are some creative cuss words. <laughs> like I said, the only thing that I can remember about Usher, Usher's character at all, was him knocking Elijah Wood into the locker and being like, "Get out of my way, anal probe." <laughs> it's like, why would you call him that? Right? You can't see because you paint your eyes shut. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I'm going to give this movie a bad score because I didn't enjoy it and I thought it was goofy. And I, But I don't have that nostalgia factor and like where I just had never That's seen most it of it before. for me. If this I was have- like me watching it for the first time, I could totally see like why you wouldn't be into it. Like I said, it's more of like a cult classic thing to me. Yeah, it does have like a cult following. There's a big like fan club out there for this film. There's people that really, really love this film. And I mean, I get it overall. I really do. But it's just not, it wasn't my cup of tea. And I'm never into like a lot of like mean spiritedness, you know, and I feel like that's what this movie was. And everybody was just so rude and aggressive and like, just the worst parts of humanity amplified is what I felt like this movie showed. And I I get why, but also I'm just kind of like, it's just not for me. <laughs> I understand. But I mean, it's still like, it's very comedic. Yeah. And I think, you know, honestly, I don't think we've picked a single movie to review so far that hasn't had a comedic element to it. Like, we haven't done anything that's like truly a terrifying movie. Uh, I do think the movie that I'm not going to give this away right now, uh, for those of you out there listening, I'm just going to hint at this, but I do think the movie that we have picked for November is truly scary. It seems like it is. So maybe now the- if uh, my memory serves me, it's terrifying. Okay, so when we get to November, we're we're doing a, a legitimately scary movie, in my opinion, in our opinion. So until then, though, everything we've got going on, it all has an element of humor to it. So it's all pretty lighthearted up until then. Yeah, but I also, I feel like, I mean, I know the way that we cover stuff, the way that we talk about things is it can, like, we can be pretty lighthearted and goofy about stuff. I feel like we spend a lot of the month covering some pretty dark topics a lot of the time. So I like these movie review episodes because they're more, we're able to be more goofy with it and just kind of like relax with a film and make jokes about it and stuff like that. And it's not hurting anybody, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So. It gives you guys a little treat at the end of the month. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. Also too, um, just so everybody's aware and and we'll mention it again, because anytime there's a change up in our schedule, I kind of like to let everybody know, but this month is going to be the last month that the movie review stays in this slot that it's in right now. Starting in October, we're moving our movie review episode to the last Friday of the month instead of the second Friday. So don't be alarmed in October. (laughs) Don't be alarmed. There will be a movie review. In fact, there might be a few movie reviews. There's going to be at least two, so, uh, and you guys are getting two this month as well because we have that extra Friday, so you're getting another review from us on, on the, the 30th, but we'll let you know what that is as we get there as well. It's a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to this episode, and if you watched The Faculty, I would love to hear your thoughts on it. Is it something that you've seen before? Did you watch it specifically to know what we were talking about? 
are you one of those people that's like in the fan club of this movie um you know any any kind of thing like that that you would want to tell us we'd love to hear that from you guys and also next week we are going to be covering haunted dolls so if you have any haunted doll stories we would love to hear those as well we do record in advance as we've said so of course you're your story probably isn't going to be in the actual haunted doll episode, but we would still like to hear it. <laughs> so if you have anything like that, that you want to share with us, please send an email to the midnight moth podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at the midnight moth podcast, and you can follow us on Twitter though. Admittedly, we are less active on Twitter than other platforms, but that is midnight moth pod. And then you can also find Molly on her Instagram account. Yeah, you guys can follow me on TMM underscore co-ghost. I always love to hear from you guys. I love seeing your messages. I'm trying to be more active on there, but I mean, I'm always around and I will get back to your messages ASAP, even if I'm not posting regularly. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody understands like the, and you know, I'll tell you, I think something happened to my Instagram, to the Midnight Moth podcast Instagram, like a couple of weeks ago, where I don't know if I posted something or if I was posting too much or like, I don't know what happened, but I essentially got like a shadow ban. It seems to be taken care of now, but there was a few things that I posted that barely had any reach. So if you ever think that like our Instagram has gone quiet, please just like go to the page and look at it and see because I don't know. The algorithm just does weird stuff to us sometimes, I feel like. Sometimes I'll get 50 likes and sometimes I'll get like one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, same. So I don't understand what's up with that. But, you know, um, if you all listening enjoy our Instagram and stuff like that, please like just go to the page occasionally and interact with the post if you're not seeing stuff from us. That way we kind of stay up in people's algorithms and things like that. But I hope that everybody out there is enjoying humanoid month. And like I have said, like, don't forget to also wish Molly a happy birthday throughout this month and send her nice messages and, you know, whatever you want to do to celebrate her existence, because that's what this month is all about. Obviously. (laughs) It's all about me. (laughs) She's a humanoid, you know? Yeah. (laughs) That's why I picked the subject. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. But yeah, we we thank you so much uh, for listening. And if you could give us a rating or a review wherever you're listening at. And of course, share this podcast with anybody in your life who might enjoy it. And we will be right back here, same time, same place, next week with a brand new episode. And until then. We'll keep the lantern burning for you.